Fam, welcome to Umami Nights, the show that dives deep into the world of creatives who are out there hustling and killing the game. I'm your host, Chong Ali. Thank you for tuning into what used to be a radio show on 4ZZZ. Uh, much loved 4ZZZ, but we've decided, well, I've decided to transition the show into a podcast format and focus the show solely on having these cool conversations with some of the crazy talented people that I get to meet in my own creative journey. Um, so I've got a bunch of these interviews which I'll be uploading weekly. But I'm also currently lining up more guests for the show. So if you have any suggestions or if you have friends that are doing really cool things, hit me up on the Umami Nights Facebook page or IG page. Uh, let me know what's good. This new podcast format means we won't be playing any more music on the show. But thankfully for you, uh, I'll be creating a special Umami Nights playlist on Spotify where I'll continue to uncover the tastiest rap, hip-hop and soul from Asian artists all around the globe. So make sure you follow the playlist. Um, I'll probably throw the link up on... I'll, I'll do it on all the socials. I'll, I'll figure it out. Anyway, um, what else? No, I think that's it. Let's just get stuck into this first um, interview. My first guest was recorded on the 3rd of December 2018, so it was a while away now, about a year ago. Um, it was my friend, videographer and rapper, David Fisher, aka Dayno. Language and concert warning. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, here today in the studio for Umami Nights, our first ever guest... The man himself, the founder of Q Film Collective, one half of Gemini Park, the artist known as Day No. Please give it up for Mr. David Fisher. I don't have any sound effects yet, man. That's, <laughs> you can fix that in post, can't you? Yeah, yeah man, I, actually, yeah. yeah, you're right. I could do that. You can fix that in post, but this, uh, we'll see how we go. Dude, how you feeling? You're looking good, man. Thank you, bro. Um, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm feeling great. Feeling great. I'm feeling. I'm feeling all professional. This, this is professional. You like, like it? Yeah, you like I, I really like this. this Thanks, cool. man. Yeah, I love it. I love it, bro. Well, they gave me a show on uh, Z Digital. So, uh, you know what I mean? I got to step it up a notch, man. Man, what's up? Congrats, bro. That's fucking Thank you, amazing. Brother. Appreciate it, man. Um, so, it's your boy, Chong Ali, and I'm here with Dave, David Fisher, what's aka Dano. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of a rundown and on all the many hats that you wear? Many hats, many hats. So, I guess um, the main hat that I'm wearing at the moment in Brisbane is a videographer. Um, so, I, I shoot you know a lot of videos, music videos for... Um, a whole range of artists uh, in Brisbane at the moment, um, and in you know a couple of places uh, other than Brisbane. Um, that's that's the sort of main hat that I'm wearing at the moment, as far as uh, directing, shooting, editing, color grading. That in, in the videography spectrum, that's what I've sort of been doing. But uh, I also you know dabble a little bit as an artist. I hate saying dabble because it's like it's such a it's such a throwaway for your art, you know. Like mm. you should sort of be more wholehearted about it. But I, I I do consider myself as an aspiring artist, so I'm trying to release more music um, as Dano, which is my artist handle, and through Gemini Park, which is with my good good friend producer, longtime friend um, Solomon. 
um, yeah, so those those are sort of the two main hats that I switch between um, at the moment, anyways. Yeah. So I met you um, during your time as Gemini Park. Yep. yep, um, yep, yep early yep. on, early on mm. when you were um, with Solomon. Yep, yep, and yep. Solomon primarily producing and singing. Oh, also rapping too, though. Rap, oh, he's like, he's crazy. Like, he, like he's, you know, like, like quadruple threat. Um, like, sing, rap, produce um great actor as well like you see this guy yeah right so um Didn't yeah know that. no you should i've got i've got a couple of videos really? i don't know if he wants to see if he, <laughs> if he wants if he wants me to show these videos but um no he's dope he's super dope yeah so yeah you would have met us um yeah as gemini park when we were being um doing our group stuff yeah dude that was a yeah. long time ago right? long time ago very so when did you ago. get into hip-hop like what was the genesis how did it start damn well that's taking it back man like that's taking it way way back 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 um i grew up in the solomon islands um in the south pacific so I was, shout out I, shout out what's up what's up solo solo pride um i was born in new caledonia but we we moved from new caledonia to the solomon islands um like quite quickly so i, I grew up in the solomon islands right. basically um my introduction to hip-hop would have had to have been through my sister um she is a couple of years older than me and she went to boarding school in New Zealand. Oh, wow. Um, when she came back, you know, she had all these tapes. Uh, Tupac. Um, nice. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Bone Fugs. Classics. And um, all of them were dope. Tupac was the one that spoke to me the most. But right. that's, that's I have to give props to my sister because that's how I really got introduced to hip hop properly yep. um, is when she came back with these tapes um, from New Zealand. And... Um, and that that sort of music, you know, because before that I was listening to, you know, Michael Jackson. I was like, that mm. that's for me. That at the time I was like, that's the epitome of what I want to be and what I like. Yeah. Right. But then when she came to me with like, you know, like hip hop, I was like, damn, like this is this is something else. So um, Tupac really spoke to me um, as far as just the passion and and the way that and the music just sounded cool. You know, when you're yep. young, you're influenced by that kind of cool vibe. And I was really, um, yeah, I thought that was a real dope vibe when she came back with those tapes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So your sister brought the hip-hop from New Zealand mm. to the Solomon Islands. Yeah, man. But you were originally from New Caledonia. Mm. Then how did your parents get to New Caledonia? Because yeah. you are obviously, um, you know, half Asian, yep. half... Half European or half, half European. white. Yeah, yeah. Half white. <laughs> half white, you know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice save. You know. Get it out there. <laughs> So you're um, so you're half Thai, half European. Yeah, I'm Eurasian. That's yep. basically that's yep. that's the that's the, the buzzword I, I yep. heard is, is is the main thing at the moment. Um, Mum and Dad met in New Caledonia um, through different ventures. Mm -hmm. um, Dad had already been living in in Australia for a little bit, but uh, after he moved from Germany. Okay, um, so dad's German. Yeah, dad's German. Okay. So dad, my, my dad's German. Um, him and his family after the war moved to Australia, start yep. a new life, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, dad, being a bit of a uh, adventurer, you know, decided to go and do some random stuff. So he ended up in the islands in New Caledonia, um, working for a, a tech company um, and also being a owner of a squash court. So oh wow! So you know, a man of many hats as as well. That guy. So. And my mom at the time was, um, well, she moved from Thailand to New Caledonia. Um, uh, circumstances that I'm still not 100% clear on. It's one of those things that like, you know, it's, so you'd, you don't really talk about it, but like, uh, okay. it's just something happened there and she moved over. There's so. an understanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, Oxo one day, but yeah. uh, that's for another story. Um, and she, she, was, um, she was chef 
for a couple of different restaurants and they met and um, history was made Dana was made and, um, then they moved to the Solomon Islands about a month after I was born oh so, wow yeah, okay yeah, yeah. so it's just mom dad you and your older sister yeah my older sister was uh, well she's my stepsister through my mom's previous marriage yep um, and I also have a half brother um, through my dad's previous marriage okay so, yeah okay so when your sister brought home these um, hip hop tapes yeah so yeah Tupac, Dre, yeah, very yeah. West Coast at yeah, that time was yep, popping off, Death yep, Row Records. Yep, yep. What was your um, participation in hip-hop? Like, what drew you into it to actually participate in the music and the culture itself? Mm, that's that's a really good question. I guess, well, because I, I had a pretty early, I guess, exposure to it, um, you know, being quite young at the time. But then when I moved to Australia from the Solomon Islands, I think the music spoke to me even more because I was suddenly in a totally different environment that I was used to. And I think that music, which has like an edge of, I guess, uh, rebelliousness to it, you know, and growing up and being sort of at that stage when you're, you know, almost being a teenager and you're starting to get rebellious, I felt that all that kind of music really spoke to me. And I always had a feel for music in a sense that, I mean, I started off, you know, um, well, before sort of even writing or participating in hip hop as an artist, I started off as a break dancer or slash dancer. Yeah. Um, you know, Respect. that was, you know, what's up? Shout Respect. out to the B boys, you know? <laughs> I mean, and I, and, I, and I use the term, you know, break dancer pretty loosely. I mean, I, I got okay, but I was never that dope. But, but that was, I guess, the, the introduction of participation right. um, to the uh, hip hop culture. Um, that's, that was the first sort of real immersement other than being just someone outside looking in yeah um so break dancing obviously you know is is an element of hip-hop mm -hmm. and um that was sort of um you know that was cool that was that was fun you know it got attention people liked it you know it was kind of it was a cool thing um as far as furthering my involvement in music it just i don't know one day it just sort of clicked like maybe i can sort of start writing as well i, I always I always was a keen writer yeah and i thought maybe you know, maybe I can just write some music and just see how it goes. And that's, you know, the rest is sort of semi-history. Yeah. Now, so when you started um, actually pursuing rap, mm. um, like, did you know from a young age, from an early age, that you wanted to pursue a career in the arts? Because I'm guessing, um, like, for Asian kids mm. anyway, mm. it's sort of like, it's a little bit hard. Like, mm. that just feels like a barrier that's just too big mm. to overcome. Like, did you know somewhere deep inside that you wanted to pursue the arts? Yeah, like when I look back, it was pretty pretty strong-headed thing. Like I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Like as soon as I thought I could perform and write, I was like, yep, this feels good. This feels comfortable. Um, I guess the thing, like, I mean, I have to, I have to be like like pretty honest. Like my my parents, being the youngest child, I think they were pretty blasé about what direction I could sort of take. So I guess I didn't get it as hard as far as like you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Um, my dad, you know, being German, like it, a lot of Germans have a very practical sort of approach to work and career and, yeah. and things like that. So I guess he wasn't always the, the, the main champion of me pursuing, um, the arts, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's, it, they, they, they kind of sort of left me to my own devices, I guess. So at the end of the day, I, um, I just, um, I felt, yeah, this is what I want to do. And this, this feels right. And I want to pursue it 
as far as I as far as I could. Yeah. 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 And how do you explain that to your parents? Like how do and <laughs> what's that conversation like? It's what's, an awkward what's Christmas like? Man. <laughs> what's it's Christmas awkward, at the Fisher household? It's an man? awkward conversation, man, because like I guess you know it got to the stage where um, I never really spoke to them too much about it. It was kind of like this is for me and this is my journey, and I guess I kind of felt. I didn't want my parents to have to worry about that side of me, yeah. like the creative side. Like I didn't yeah. want to burden them with like me going like, well, this is what I want to do. This is the career that I'm choosing, you know? So yeah. I kind of kept it for myself and um, I did all the other things that, you know, I guess a semi-good kid should do as far as <laughs> academics and stuff. Uni. Yeah. So, you know, I tried to tick those boxes off because I yeah. felt those were the boxes that would at least distract them <laughs> while I'm doing this other stuff, you know? It's a good strategy, you man. Know, I, it's not too bad, man. And you get an education out of it as, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just a byproduct. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, it wasn't, I, I, I didn't stay at uni for long, but, um, but it was one of those things. I did go to uni just to tick boxes, basically, yeah. with my parents. Um, what was your, what, what degree or... What is it called? Like oh, a bachelor? Bro, so or many what degrees. Yeah. I, I, I was there for as long as I could just to be like, uh, just to waste time. Not yeah, waste right. time. No, but like I I started off um, I started off at the Sunny Coast um, University. Yep. And I thought, oh, I need to like, I need to just do a course that is going to be easy and that I can at least have like whatever skill set I have that I can apply to quickly. Yeah, so right. I did a creative writing like um, bachelor course. Super easy. Cool. Nothing, nothing crazy dabbled with that a little bit um then when i moved to brisbane um i was like okay well this course is all well and good but maybe i should do something a little bit more practical so that's when i sort of started delving more into i guess um a more broader creative arts slash business degree which sort of tailored itself with um with the sort of film um okay the film uh degree that i was going to attempt to do yep at the time and then so when you come to brisbane yeah. and um what's the scene like what is the rap scene or hip-hop scene what's the art scene that you're involved with well i guess like back then because you know it was a little while ago so i guess the the hip-hop scene was still predominantly i guess like i mean if you sort of categorize it now like very aussie hip-hop still you yeah. know that was sort of like almost um I guess almost like the silver age for like Aussie hip hop because that was starting to bubble and there was yeah. a few movements for them. So predominantly a, a very, um, you know, white demograph really. Yeah. Um, so there was a scene there definitely. Um, I guess for, uh, <laughs> for three guys that were, you know, somewhat, you know, ethnic, it, was, <laughs> it, it didn't, it didn't feel always like the most welcomable yeah. um, time at, at those events. Um, so so you're half Thai, half, half German. German. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Thomas Thomas, Thomas is um, is a native Solomon artist, so yep. a full Solomon artist. And, and Carl, Carl is um, he's half uh, Vanuatu um, and half Fijian. Okay, so when you three rock up to a an Oz hip hop night, yeah, you're yeah. gonna get some looks like, you know, like what's going on? Are you yeah. performing? Are you here to you know? Well, the thing is, the bar? well, <laughs> well, I mean, like. Because I guess then too, like that was sort of like almost a pushing edge where a lot of Aussie hip hoppers um, were really championing like um, the Aussie uh, accent and tone yep, um, and look, um, whatever the look was. But, you know, us three being, I guess, you know, from overseas, we've, we were still very heavily influenced by um, American hip hop. So, you know, yeah, we dressed 
like how they dressed yeah and we thought that was cool and the way we rapped we all had a bit of an accent because we grew up in solomon islands but obviously the way we rapped we tried to sound like our favorite hip-hop rappers in america you know that yeah. was that's yeah. how it was and um and we got a lot of um not a lot but like you know for those sort of um those sort of circles we we didn't get a lot of love you know a lot of just um a lot of people thinking you know we were wannabes and etc mm. and you know yeah um which i look back in hindsight and i can see that you know i can yeah. i can see that sort of vibe but um but at the end of the day like you know we pushed on you know it's yeah. cool yeah, yeah. see well that's the thing though like you, you know you bring up the term the wannabe mm. but like at that age everybody wants to be something mm. right like yeah. you were just trying to be you were trying to um be something similar to what you knew growing yep. up you yep. know yep. So you you mentioned Tupac, mm. um, Dre, mm. Snoop. Like, mm. what other influences did you have? Like outside of rap, even? outside of rap. Well, like like Michael Jackson, definitely number one. Like that's you know, I mean, people say what they want to say about him, whether or not. I mean, he's long he's long gone now. But um, <laughs> that's a whole different interview. That's, I know that's a whole different interview that we can get into. But um, like music wise, for me, um, he was one of the biggest influences as far as. Um, character, stage presence, professionalism, creative vision, and I guess like like his music videos. You know, at a young mm. age, that's probably you know probably what sort of stayed with me and yeah. sort of pushed my um, path into um, videography. Is his music videos were insane. You know, they were revolutionary. They were they they pushed a narrative. They were arty. They were they were just so well done. Um, so obviously he was a he he was a very big influence for me. Um and then I guess in my high school years when I started discovering or was trying to search for music that was you know closer to um to well, I was trying to basically I was trying to find people that looked like me that rapped as well. So I was looking for like Asians that rapped. Yeah. So in high school, you know, I was you know internet was starting to you know be like an easy accessible thing back then. So it's like, well, let's look for people that rap overseas. And like there was a lot of crap. There was a heaps of crap. <laughs> there was a lot of shit. But um, you know, we um, I had a look and and then I stumbled across you know a couple of K-pop acts and K-pop has been going for a long time. It's a very old industry, but um. And that was like, boom, that was like another explosion moment for me, you know, seeing these acts that were, uh, even back then, like super polished, but like just extravagant, you know, but singing, rapping, dancing. I was like, wow, this is everything that I love in one complete package. Like, how can I not like this? This is, ex this is like me personified on stage. So, um, the K-pop thing was huge. Like that was like a, that was my sort of second musical revolution, I guess for me. Yeah. 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 I think you can see that even in with your not only with your music mm. but also in um your videography you can mm. see that flavor. Ah, yeah. Um yep. I think that's why a lot of people sort of come to you because there's a little mm. something different there's mm. something extra you know what I mean mm -hmm. that's not current. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in I other so. videos mm. um but like you're saying you know when you say like you are influenced by K-pop it's it's funny because I'm just mapping it out in my head mm. I can see Tupac I see Dre yeah. Snoop Michael Jackson then boom <laughs> K-pop yep. like there's got to be like a bit of an identity issue that mm. you've got to sort of wrestle with like how sure. far back did this because your half Thai half German mm. grew grew up in the Solomon Islands mm. I mean how did they even take that for starters well like like in the Solomon Islands in the itself. Solomon Islands well I mean like 
I guess well, there's always been a bit of a identity crisis with me being of mixed heritage, you know, because as as you grow up, you you experience different things where some people will see one side of you and express that side, and 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 some people will see a totally different side of you and not even realize that it's there. So growing even in the Solomon Islands, um. <laughs> I like when I went to go play like with Carl or you know with any of the like you know the island boys like they'd call me a waku a waku is 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 basically Asian in Solomon Island. Oh really? So yeah, and like I was like yeah, what's you know at being that young you you sort of don't really think about it. You're yeah. like you don't you know think about. It. But then when I moved to Australia, that's when I guess the lines of ethnicity and color and um, background became. A lot stronger so okay. that was when the sort of like well who am i am i more asian am i more white some people were like i can't even tell that you're asian yeah and then some people were like i can't even tell that you're white so that was an ongoing narrative for me to navigate because it's like you know well when i look in the mirror like well, who do i see you know who do i associate myself with where are my champions you know who represents me yeah um so uh yeah so it's it's and then like there's the whole other side of it too and i've never felt like ashamed or, or bad about it but like there's a whole you know with my european side you know being half german you know there's a there's a long history as a lot of people know you know with germany and you know what what's going on there but it's i've never looked at that negatively because my parents both of them you know have loved me very strongly and that's sort of how I judge people these days anyway you know it's how they uh, interact with me yeah. so yeah so how do you identify yourself then? Like, you know, like if mm. you were to wrap it up in a you know, quick bundle, mm. just about, like, do you find yourself trying to make it easier to explain for other people? Mm. You know what I mean? Like in a few words or like, as in like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. oh, I'm half Thai, half German, born in, um, in a, yeah. um, New Caledonia, grew up in Normally, Solomon like, Islands, now I live in Australia. It's like, whoa, yeah. man. Like, okay, man, make up your mind, dude. Well, like, see, I, I hate, I don't hate, but like, sometimes I feel like saying all that is just like a bit like wordy and like trying to put out like this sense of it's like, like a whole song, of right? worldliness, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, true, like, yeah, true. I don't want to be like that guy who's like, you know, well, I'm this, this, you know. <laughs> you look at those people like, you know, I'm one quarter, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, 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 and yeah. like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to play that kind of game for most, when, when I meet most people, uh, you know, and if they ask me about that, cause, cause generally like people that are naturally interested, mm. like, um, I feel when I when I feel someone's generally interested in in my heritage or or what I'm about, they'll normally and this and I, I get the vibe. Normally, a lot of people will be like, "Are you like, like you're, you're you're some kind of Asian?" Yeah, you know. And that's when I that's when I sort of feel like, okay, they're trying to suss out, you know, yeah, what yeah. what what's there. Um, and most of the time, if I am introducing myself to people, like I'll just be like, "Yeah, I'm half Asian," you know, "I'm half yeah. white," "I'm Eurasian," um, "Mum's Thai," "Dad's German," and I normally leave it at that, you know, like yep. I, the the whole, you know, I come from Solomon Islands, yada yada yada. That's if they if they want to dig in more, then then I'll, you know, then yeah. obviously I'll bring that. Up. But I don't, you know, I don't try to sort of bring it up as a thing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I can imagine um, it'd come up a bit because your accent isn't obviously yeah, Australian. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, Australian but there's yeah. like a there's a twang to yep, it. Yep, 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 yep. That's really good point. Um especially when I used to work in retail a lot, um people would be like, you know, where's the accent from? Ooh, so excited. Where's the accent from? <laughs> yeah. so where's the accent from? Where's the accent from? You know, sounds a bit American, yada yada yada. And um and there's nothing more that I can say that well, I grew up in the Solomon Islands. Yeah. Um yep. 
watched a lot of MTV. Uh, yeah. That's the amalgamation of that, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting when people uh, take that interest because they're obviously something about me or, you know, something I say or how I look is obviously they're trying to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's never clear cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you find it's coming from a place of love, like for, or a place of curiosity? Mm. Maybe mm. a little bit of fear. Yeah, a little bit of fear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. like the fear thing is pretty obvious, right? Mm. Like if you can tell in the body language, if they're like, "Where are you from, boy?" Yeah, yeah like that's what it's like. Okay, man. Yeah. Like they're like let's yeah. disengage. Yeah. Not so much now that I'm a little bit older. Most yeah. of it's just curiosity. And you're you jerked. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been pumping. Um, yeah, like, you know, I remember when we were teenagers and like sometimes you'd be in Brisbane City and stuff and then mm. you know, sometimes a little bit different, you know. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm a little bit older, it's 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 mostly just curiosity. Yeah. Um, and which is fine. Like, I think it's I think it's cool if people want to know. It's I don't I don't I don't find it. um distasteful for someone to be like oh where you're from you know yeah um because you know and how do you reconcile it like with all this sort of um culture Mm. and you know like this heritage that Mm. you sort of have to you you almost feel obligated Mm. to um uphold Mm. you know what i mean like with all these different it's Mm. almost like you're juggling yeah yeah i mean like how do you come to terms with that and like how do you give yourself permission to just mm. be yourself it's not it's not easy man like i know growing up as a teenager like you you try to take the path of resistance the most you know so championing my asian heritage was like that was the way to go you know because like white people you know they're, they're everywhere like, they don't need any more champions they don't, they don't, need, they don't need more <laughs> champions like i'm like yeah i'm like i need to and being a teenager, like, at the time, I was like, I need to champion, like, my Asian heritage, you know. Let's go look for, like, you know, all the good things that, you know, is coming out of Asia or Asian and let's let's champion that. You know, yep. that's the rebellious road to take. Yep. Um, and, um, and, like, I look back and, like, I'm like, that might not have been the right thing to do, but I'm glad I did it because I discovered so much about myself. And, like, now that I'm older, um, obviously... I respect, you know, both sides of my ethnic background, but I'm not going to lie and say I don't try to champion, like, I guess the Asian aspects of my bloodline more because I feel that that is the, I guess, side of me that doesn't get represented properly yet. Like you said, like, you know, white people get represented all the time. (laughs) Um, So I feel that I'm still always going to push that narrative but I'll never shy away from the fact that I am half white. I know that is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Nicely said, man. Mm. Um, so, first half mm. interview is in the books. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking around, bro. I oh, really good. appreciate it, man. Yeah. When we come back, though, I want to dive deeper into your creative process. Um, yeah. Because there's so much to get into there. There's mm. your writing. Mm. There's your music, mm-hmm. you know, with the performing live yeah. as well. Yep, yep. And then there's also um, the videography stuff that yes. you're deep into right yep. now at the moment. Um, so, man, let's just take a quick break. Yep. i make sure, got to make sure I save this. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> please do. we don't have a show anymore. No. Right. You may have heard the word thrown around by chefs, but there's a lot more to umami than meets the eye. The term was coined by Japanese chemist Kikune Ikeda. 
Ikeda was researching the secret behind the unique flavour of seaweed broth, and what he found was a new fifth taste that perfectly brings together sweet, sour, salty, and bitter. He named it umami, meaning delicious taste. If you're wondering what Umami Nights is all about, the answer is in the title Delicious Taste in Music from Chong Ali. Like tomato sauce needs to go with hot chips, so do your ears need to be tuned to Umami Nights. Man, I wanted to get into your journey as an artist mm. coming into the rap. Uh, rap genre Mm-mm. with Thomas and Carl. With so Thomas originally Carl, you yeah. came in with um, your two friends. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Um, it was funny, man. Like we, because Carl, 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 and Thomas are very, also very naturally talented musically. But like when we got together, you know, for the first time in a long time, when we finally all moved into Australia, it was like, oh yeah, we all like music, you know. Oh, we all like hip hop. That's cool. That's cool. Then we were kind of just like. Do you write a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I write a little bit. I write a little bit too. Well, I write a little bit too. And then we're like, we all figured out that wow, we we all dabble in you know in writing. Yeah, um, cool. So it 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 just happened so organically because there was no push. Like I can't I can't pinpoint the day where we were like, okay, we're a crew now and yeah. we're gonna write music as yeah. a group. It just it just one day we were just you know hanging around skateboarding, and then next day it's like. Oh, okay. Now we're let's we're a hip hop group, you know. Yeah, cool. So, um, <laughs> it was interesting. So, was this before b boying or after b boying? This was sort of like during b boying. Okay. So, like, so you immerse yourself in hip hop mm, culture with like as many elements that you yeah, could sort of yeah, participate yeah, in. Definitely. Well, like, cause like in Noosa, like, because not a lot of people were b boying or break dancing. Like in Noosa, I was like, okay, I'm this is my thing. I'm the kingpin of yeah, break right. dancing, and I'm gonna be the dancer <laughs> of of Noosa. You know, yep. there were many better break dancers, by the <laughs> way, in Noosa at the time. But um, but then the other thing was like, okay, well, who else is rapping in Noosa? Who else is like no one that I know of? So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And then like during school holidays, you know, I meet up with Thomas and 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 Carl, and we're like, okay, well, we all write maybe we can make some music or who's 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 oh, gonna cool. make the music who's well, well no one could really make the music at the time so you know go on the internet rip other people's beats yeah. you know like go yeah. over that you know you know that, that right over you know other people's yeah. instrumentals jacking for beats that's it man that's it that's it and then um then thomas and and carl as well like being a little bit more on the i guess uh musical tip as far as like instrumentation um, you know, they've started looking for like um, uh, uh, music making programs. So I remember the first one that we sort of mucked around was like Music 2000. That was awful, awful. But that was what we started <laughs> on. And then from that, um, I think the, gen- the 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 easy sort of transition was to Fruity Loops. Yeah, um, right. Which I'm sure a lot of you know Dude, are so familiar Fruity with. Fruity Loops you know? is the one now, right? Like that's the key software nowadays. It's it's still like for how long it's been around. I, yeah. I believe it's still one of the uh, leading. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a trap sound. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for it's, sure, it's, man. Yeah, man. The trap sound was born out of Fruity Loops because I mean, from what I read, and mm. um, the listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but. Mm. Uh, I think Fruit Loops originally they deliberately gave away the program for free, yeah, just so that people could learn to yeah. use it, and yep. then um, yeah, and then now yep. I mean now we're listening to all every you know all the yep. beats of Fruit Loops. That's it. That's it's it's crazy, man. And um, and I guess uh, between between us as as a group, like the three of us, um, you know, and a couple of other members um came and went. 
Um, we had a couple other members oh, right. in, in our crew. At what the was time. your crew name? I didn't even get around to that, man. <laughs> I was hoping you would. So many I, questions. I was actually hoping What's you your crew names, ask, bro. What were your b-boy names? Well, I need to know these, man. Oh, man. Damn, <laughs> damn, damn. I was hoping you wouldn't ask any of these questions. Um, b-boy name was just, uh, I think it was just Degs, man. Like that oh, was Degs. Just, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where Degs come yeah, from. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right, 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 right. Well, Degs, Degs is uh, Degs, which is sort short for Degger, is actually the um, that almost sounds racist <laughs> it's so, so close Dega with a d <laughs> yeah, everyone's okay, saying y'all know it's Dega with a d they're just saying that with a cold eh? <laughs> david uh, Dega is the uh is the um solomon translation for david oh really yeah okay and so Degs. okay because um, when i met you you were Degs. yes yep yep, yep, yep. okay because that's just that's what everyone sort of knew me at the time yep. you know because carl and thomas would call me Degs or Degger. yeah um because it was like that that was the solomon link uh-huh. and then in like high school Dude, and then, so you know, i was like well i'm Degs. i'm Degs the b-boy i'm Degs the rapper yeah cool um our, our crew name was was uh dreads crew yeah, yeah, Dreads Crew. Dreads Crew. What's uh, the origin behind it? Did you guys have Dreads? <laughs> None of us had Dreads. You, no. <laughs> you're the poses, man. We were, I don't know, man. Like We were trying to push this island uh, narrative as well. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, being cool. From, marketing. You know, being from... Yeah, 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 yeah we were, marketing yeah, yeah, we were being crazy. You know, 17 or 16-year-olds, like, we were doing this. Genius. So, um, none of us had Dreads, and it was Dreads Crew. <laughs> and and not, not only that, man, Dreads was spelled D R. Three D dollar sign. <laughs> yes, you know, dude, that's, so. that'd be relevant today. <laughs> if you did that today, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, Dreads Crew, yeah, got it, yeah." <laughs> take take it for what it is, but that's dude, that's, that's what awesome. it was. So Dreads Crew, Dreads Crew. Um, did you guys do like photo shoots? Any marketing material? I need to see this. I think the world needs Umami Nights needs bro, to see this, man. man. Do you have any? I have so many. I have <laughs> yes! so much, and they're so you please bad. Send it to me? <laughs> they are so they are so bad. They're the like no. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to send them to Dude, you. Can to you be please? Honest, and bro. I'll put it on the website. Like I, there's nothing on the Facebook and Instagram at the moment <laughs> on Umami Nights. Can you? Like, I'll send you some like recent pictures. I don't want. Like, oh, bro. <laughs> come on, bro, man. Bro, bro, there was this photo photo shoot, and I'm doing this with the little rabbit ear finger thing. Yeah, the yeah, quotation yeah. marks for for all the viewers <laughs> out there in Radio Land to get a vibe of what I'm saying. We did this photo shoot. And it was the wackest, most posed photo shoot I've ever done. It was me, Thomas, and Carl um, on a basketball court, yep. like um, playing basketball. And I say, not playing basketball, pretending to play because I, I, I was never a basketballer. I didn't know how to play basketball. So the three of us, we're like in uh, Dada Fubu gear. Yeah, we got like the wristbands, we got the headbands. I think I had um, a skull cap on a Fubu oh, one. So um, and Carl's dad was taking pictures on this little tiny photo. And uh, we were <laughs> pretending to play basketball, and man, that was that was awful. That was awful. I, Dude, I, I, I need got to some see pictures. That. No, you can don't. Can you please just send that through? We just let's just do one. Okay. Give them, just give them one. Okay, let's I'll just give our send you one. Our esteemed listeners send you one. one. It's awful. Mummy nights out there, man. You're gonna get it. It's awful, bro. You know what the funny thing was? A bunch of like um, guys rocked up. Uh, a couple of island guys rocked up that day while we were doing the shoot that actually could play basketball oh really and they're like oh and they saw like dressed up we were we were dressed up in the gear they were like oh let's play you guys want to you know let's let's go let's go for a round and um <laughs> i oh, i'm so sorry colin thomas like I, put, I, I i i left them i pushed them back i was like oh man like my my gimby knee i can't, I can't oh play. yeah yeah like i was like i was just doing like photo shoot i can't play guys yeah. so so Paul, Carl, and Thomas had to play against these guys, and these guys were like these guys were just like you know just street ballers. They were good. Yeah. Carl and Thomas 
didn't know how to play basketball That's either. That's hilarious. So um, that was a very embarrassing situation. <laughs> so, yeah. so good. Yeah. No, that was awful. I'm going to have to get that pick or yeah. whatever picks that we can get. That was a lesson learned, man. Don't pose. Don't be a poser. Like, cause <laughs> the situations will bite you back in the Dude, ass. Dude, I feel yeah. like at the beginning, though, you have to pose. Like, you have to be a poser. You got to fake it, right? Like the I old mean, saying, fake, fake it till you make it. it. Yeah. 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 You, it's it's kind of like that, right? Because like I can imagine when you, Carl, and Thomas mm. first started making music together, mm-hmm. you know, you know, everybody knows that it's, you're not that great, but like there's mm-hmm. some sort of self belief in yourself, yeah, yeah, that sort of propels you towards like trying to get better for sure. Yeah, like you know, like what, when when was the first time you actually performed live, and performed did you live. know? Were you confident in your material? <sighs> like I remember the first time we performed live. I uh, performed live would have been. Um, it was like a youth, uh, like a, a youth church, church sort of function, you know? Yeah. So, um, they, um, they just threw on like an ax night. So like, you know, people would come up and, and do sh- uh, sets and shows. And, um, the funny thing, man, I look back and like our material was pretty bad, but we, we were super confident in it. Like we were like, yeah, cool. Like this is good. And we're going to perform it really well. You know? Um, I think all three of us kind of because we had each other to sort of fall back on, I think it was like such a easy thing just to go with the flow. And we're like, let's just do this guys. We got this, you know, it's the three of us, you know, it's three of us against the world. Let's do this thing. Um, our music's great. Our music's the best. Our lyrics are dope. It's great. This is good. You know, like, and you know, a lot of our stuff was really bad back then. And, but I look back and I look back at some of the old stuff and there were glimmers of, of, of where we are now, where there were some things that we wanted to say that had a bit more depth to it, but obviously just our skill level at the time wasn't very good, you know, so, yeah. So at the time of you, when you were writing, Mm, actually mm, writing music, mm, mm. um, I know you said Tupac Mm. was a big inspiration as a rapper, um, you know, Dre's, that whole West Coast era, but like when you started actually writing raps, writing, writing raps, um, were they also still very strong influences? Did you have other influences that um, sort of made their way into your psyche? Yeah, well, like, I guess, I mean, Park was always the big influence because I felt for him, like, he had the um, he had the intensity to, to switch between, like, the bravado gangster rapper and the poet, you know? So that was super um, inspiring. And to be able to see that transition between um you know jumping from from each side of the coin was super cool but then at that time as well was when i was trying to venture out and find i guess asian rappers because i, I was like i knew there had to be some asian rappers out there somewhere there's got to be please please lord please put us <laughs> somewhere you know i need to find it you know so um that's when i um that's when i stumbled upon um k-pop which like we, we were sort of saying before um Still very clean package, you know, like, yep. you know, uh, especially back then, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, jumping around, dancing with a couple of rappers in their groups. Um, but from K-pop, I stumbled upon Drunken Tiger, yeah. which was, you know, a um, South Respect. Korean hip-hop duo slash super group extraordinaire. Yeah. Um, that, that, that changed everything for me um, because... When I stumbled onto them, not only were they um, rapping in their own dialect, they were rapping in English as well. And both of them had grown up in the States. So Tiger JK and DJ Shine are the two original Drunken Tiger members. Um, And mind blown. Like, it was... It was so... It's so hard to explain, like, the the joy and satisfaction of 
of seeing like these two Asian cats just rapping and owning it, like yep. you know, like just one hundred percent owning it. And I was re like, and they and their lyrics, like their English lyrics were a lot more cyphery and freestyly, and, yeah. and you know, just sort of bravado, which was dope. That's cool. And then when I dug into their Korean lyrics, like when I looked up translations, like, oh, this is actually really poetic, you know, like I'm probably not understanding this as fully as I can. But from what I can see here in the translation, I'm like, these guys have depth to them as well. So that was like the Tupac thing. I was like, well, these are for me, these are like my Asian Tupacs here, you know, and I was really vibing on that. It was, yeah, there was a total shift for me um, as far as being influenced. Like I was like, this, this is, these are my champions right now, so... That's a unique take uh, on rap, mm. um, the process itself, because you won't come across... I mean, I've never come across many people that have, have actually had to dig that deep in mm. just to be a fan of rap, you mm, know, mm, mm. and to discover um, somebody that's from... I mean, it's from an Asian country, but, mm, mm. you know, Korea's pretty far away from Thailand. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean? definitely. you've had yeah. to really work and dig definitely. to be a fan of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think... I, I feel like making those connections... Mm between like what is actually transcribed mm. and translated and what they actually mean like mm. that that vagueness that you um mm. you're alluding to it's mm. like you you're sort of left to interpret it yourself yes, yes. spot um, on spot on because yeah. like like the you know obviously there's different tracks that that i would vibe to you know and i would just get a feel for like well i'm really feeling this you know uh, i have a vague idea of what they're sort of trying to say in this but i'm really i i can put that vagueness to the song and i can get i can feel the whole experience for myself yeah so um i guess i tried to emulate that in some sense you know as as i started being more hands-on with my writing process yeah, yeah, yeah. did the um the degree that you did like yeah. did that help at all like, no hell the, no. <laughs> no i didn't do anything bro <laughs> no no not, not 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 anything at all what's your process the only thing the only thing that my degree that always sticks in my head like as far as writing is um uh show don't tell that's always that's really yeah yeah okay yeah do, um, do tell yeah do do tell i'll take a notes do tell basically <laughs> like all, all i remember is um yeah just don't be um it's, and this is from uh this is from more of, of, of writing writing is an, in a traditional aspect okay. is um um don't explain yourself or the situation too much you know give the reader some credibility um you know don't hold their hand basically okay so i guess that's you a know, good tip i guess with with sort of some of the writing i do it's like well sometimes things i'm not going to say i'm not going to lay it out you know for you 100 percent mm. word for word um hopefully if you enjoy the song and you enjoy the feeling of the song hopefully you'll dig into the lyrics and you'll yeah. find the connections there and even if that connection isn't right then that's fine hopefully you've you know, made your own sort of idea yeah. of what I've sort of said. So that's 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 what I took from you know from from those um, years of, of being in you. <laughs> so when you like, how does it start? Like, do mm. you get inspired by uh, something that's happened to you, or something somebody said to you, or something that you went through, and then yeah, what uh, happens then? Well, like, okay, so I guess as as far as like the writing, or the writing process for me now is like normally what will happen is. I'll either hear a song or a beat. So I'll, I'll either hear a song that I'm vibing to, like whatever. It doesn't have to be like, you know, it doesn't have to be a um, South Korean song, an American song, Australian song. Just like a country song. Yeah, yeah, you? country song. Yeah. <laughs> it's not country home. <laughs> but, um, and, 
if I if I feel a connection to that song that reminds me of something that I've experienced or something like that, then then I'll start writing a little bit. Yep. And I'll have an idea or I'll have a, literally maybe a sentence. It might not be an idea, but it'll be a sentence. Yep. Then normally, like I'll go through whatever Thomas, my producer Solomon, whatever he's got, and I'll 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 try find something that what I've written down fits to that. Or then normally, like I'll listen to something that he's sort of made, and I'll just f- try find the connection mm. that I've sort of feeling to that song. Um, most of the times, I'll go through his beats, and I'll just listen. And if I'm liking the track, I'm like, okay, I feel this track. Then normally, it only takes me you know a couple of seconds later to be like to to jot some words down, just see where it's gonna go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And then is it a matter of just fleshing out the points yeah definitely um, definitely because i know like your style is very sort of rooted in like the um the golden era sensibilities mm-hmm. where it's very lyrical mm. um multi-layered sort mm. of rhymes but mm. you've somehow managed to bring that into 2018 and still make <laughs> it <not> easy <laughs> no it's not well it goes against um well i guess kendrick yeah, lamar kendrick, is a kendrick. shining example of super shining example um yeah. of you know like somebody that's taking that style and yep. being able to make it relevant in today's yeah, climate definitely um but like what is the process when you're sort of writing and just your immediate sort of automatic way of mm. of creating creating yeah. do you try to like fit it into this 2018 pigeonhole or mm. are you just like because of your influences do they just manifest itself naturally look i'm not gonna lie and say that you know i'm not trying when i write that i'm not trying to fit um into a certain sound but it's there's there's different there's different degrees of it you know like there's different percentages um when i write i can be very wordy and i'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing i'm just saying that's that's just me myself like i can i can say maybe a lot more than i should say um so there's there's elements where i'm like well is this is this going to service the song you know mm. is this going to be is this going to make this song the best that it can be and it's taken a while to get to that you know like cuz you, you being from an era where you know you, you want to be a good lyricist that's that's the shining example of of being a good hip hop artist you're like well i want to put as many words that that sound good that mean something um but now you know as you sort of look at music and you look at music back in the day like what well, it's the so- the whole song needs to touch you so if you have to sacrifice bits of your lyrical expertise to make the song better then so be it you know that's going to make a better song that's going to get your message out and people are going to hear the song better so um funny little thing is i normally this is a weird process but like i'll write um like i'll write like 16 bars and i'll look at that 16 bars and that normally ends up being my second verse and right. then i'll go and write the first verse okay yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a weird thing that i've noticed i do a lot now it's weird yeah yeah, yeah. now you're like a, a well-established um artist mm. in your own right with gemini park coming yeah. out with your own stuff as yeah. they know yeah um on the other side mm. of the coin, yeah. in your other hand, yeah. you're trying to balance this this titan yeah. <laughs> in the Brisbane scene called Damn. Q Film Collective. Q Film Collective. Yeah. Uh, I feel like every rap video coming out right now is is done by Q Film Collective. Uh, you know, a um, handful of them. Yeah. Yeah. Them, like, how know. do you balance being in front of the camera mm. uh, and behind the camera at the same time? Mm, mm. I 
I love videography. Like I love music videos, and you know, we touched touched a bit on this before. Like you know, as far as back in the day with Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. like those videos being amazing and really influencing me. Um, I even remember back when I was living in the Solomon Islands, I used to be so excited because we didn't have TV that uh, back then. Uh, well, we didn't have TV in the Solomon Islands. Like you don't, you, we, they had TV, but you there was no channels. Okay. So you know, like, yeah. Yeah. so it was whatever was bootleg, basically, right? Kind of thing. But I used to get so excited because my auntie used to send um, music videos like that she recorded in Australia to like Solomon Islands, and like just for, like not for me, like for my mom and dad, you know, yep. because they want to like see music and stuff. But I used to love that because I used to see all these cool music videos. I guess I've always had a love for it. The balance is interesting because um, I love being in front of the camera as much as I love being behind the camera. Um, but it works. It flexes a different muscle being behind yeah. the camera. And I that muscle for me is just as important um, and rewarding, I guess, you know, because it, it lets me be creative in a different way. It lets me work with an artist and interpret their vision, which I feel is really cool. Like I, I meet so many new and cool artists and it's such a cool collaborative feeling to work with someone on a project you know a video project because i love doing video but then to work with someone towards achieving a a, a video goal is, is cool like i yeah it's it's not an easy balance because I'm, I'm always trying to give respect to my music side as my artist side um but um it's it's part of me like both sides are part of me so yeah. i try to service both of them and it's not easy it's definitely no. not easy but um the, the, the video thing obviously allows me to um to venture out and it's it's I guess you know like you got to be you got to be open and honest it's it's a more stable income monetary um, yeah. thing as well you know not that it's that's the end all and be all I still pinch myself you know when I drive home from a video shoot that I you know I'm like wow I just did a video shoot I got paid for this this yeah. is great you know like so yeah so when you are shooting these videos mm -hmm. uh, for artists like is there a certain um, look and feel that you're trying to achieve individually for each artist? It depends on the artist. Like, because some artists have a very strong, um, I guess, direction and idea of what they want to achieve, which is cool, which is fine. Um, I always want to at least try put my own stamp on each project that I do. That's not always possible, you know, and that's the reality. I can only inject so much of my vibe into a, a video um, if an artist allows me to you know yep. and that's that's fair that's totally fair but um i love um i love i love being able to to play around with concepts that are unorthodox or at least mix a whole range of different you know sort of shoots and angles that i can sort of feel represent what uh, maybe an artist doesn't see in themselves you know right. it's like sometimes an artist does have a clear vision about what they want but that might only be one side of what that artist is. And I hope if they come to me, I can at least shine some light on a different aspect of who they are and what they're trying to represent musically. Um, whether that be, um, you know, whether it's, it's taking their music and just doing something totally different, you know, making a storyboard out of something or just, you know, suggesting that maybe this is, you know, something else that they should do. So yeah, yeah, it's, wow. it's, um, it's interesting. It's a, it's it's a it's always at the end of the day. It's always has to be a collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, I feel so. If they allow me to put a stamp on 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 what they on what they want, then I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah. That Q Film Collective Q stamp. Film, QFC QFC. Day dot no Day man. Look, 
if there's any Asian creatives out there, young Asian creatives mm. out there, and they're they're really just they have the heart set on pursuing mm. a career in the arts. Mm. Um, what what advice could you give them that uh, will help them in their journey? <laughs> Don't listen to your parents. No, no. Be out there. Be proud and be out there. Be present in every situation that you are. Know your know your worth. Know your know your space when you go somewhere. When you whenever you go to any go go to creative events. See see what other people are doing. But when you go to these events, be present. Don't be in the background. Go and ask questions. Ask people what they're doing. Ask how they are getting to where they are getting be um like be ruthless like just get out there and don't settle for second best don't you know if you if you're heading into an industry and you like and you feel oh well maybe you know maybe i'll just sort of settle for this job of this part of this industry no go out there and 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 aim for that main job that you're trying to get um be proud if you want to be in front of the camera that's there's no shame in that you know i i feel you know a lot of um there's a lot of cats working really hard in the background and we need that and i really love that and appreciate that but we also need more representation in the foreground as well so um the only thing i can say is is be good and be kind to each other like look for the links and bonds between your um you know other asian um, brothers and sisters because like there's a whole movement happening and you're part of it whether you like it or not but you can contribute to it way more than you think you can basically so um you know look for people that are going to push you forward um hang around the right circles as far as people that want to win and want to help you win research work hard youtube is your friend all that kind of stuff yeah beautiful yeah, yeah. beautiful words yeah. i feel like that's a really nice tattoo on someone's back <laughs> all those words. youtube is your friend <laughs> yeah. be nice be kind youtube is your friend beautiful it's a quote damn dude uh, thank you so much for coming man well, i really pleasure, appreciate you and it's my honor to have you uh, as my first guest on the umami nights um, given our history and all the things that we've yeah. done together man yeah. i'm very proud to be able to uh, bring you on and pick your brain a little bit man um is there anybody you want to thank like um that's helped you get to where you are along the way for sure man definitely there's so many people man like um look i have, I have to go to give a big shout out to like um my mom and dad like i know i know like the career and the moves that i've taken for them very unorthodox you know and they're not used to that and and i know a lot of people can relate to that especially you know people in in my sort of circumstance but um you know at the end of the day, they were like, they got on board enough. So, you know, much respect to them for, um, for hanging in there, for, you know, for, for, for at least hanging on, you know, you know, it's, and it's, it's funny. It's funny. Um, my sister who loves whatever I do, doesn't like, she doesn't even know what I do, but she loves what I do. Um, obviously my, my two, two good brothers, you know, Carl and Thomas, who we went through, everything together as far as this musical journey and we're still pursuing this musical journey um you know not to, not so much together anymore but like it's 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 been a wild ride for the three of us so you know i love those guys and we 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 went through a lot to get to where we are at the moment and um obviously you brother my man you Thanks, know for man. pushing me man pushing me to um an extra 
uh, level of confidence that was sort of always there, but I guess was always sort of eluding me because I was too busy trying to do so many different things. So thanks for um, one bringing me in tonight and just for yeah working with me, bro. And like it's thanks, it's been really good, man. Like it's been dope, and I think you know we got some fun times ahead. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. I didn't ask you that so that you could compliment me, but I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll take it, man. <laughs> take it, bro. Take it. Take <laughs> thanks, it. man. Take it, G. I do appreciate that, man. Um, over, look, man. Umami Nights on Z Digital. It's your boy Chong Ali. I'm joined with David Fisher. We're about to sign out, but I really want to thank everybody for tuning in Mm. um, to the first episode, man. I think we nailed it, man. I feel like I I knocked it out of the park because I'm just a gangster. Ah, Radio (laughs) gangster. So professional. Man, like, look, guys, if you dig what this is, what what I'm trying to do, what we're Mm. shooting for here, Mm. man, hit up the the Facebook page, hit up Instagram, man. Mm. Let people know. Mm. Chong Ali, Umami Nights, David. Fisher, Q Film Collective, we out, peace.